I'm Jack Edwards. Jack Edwards, the voice of the Boston Bruins. It's like a heartbeat with this team. Boom, boom. Jack Edwards joins Merloni and Fourier live on Sports Radio WEEI. And who has more fun than us? Get up! Our weekly conversation with Jack Edwards is brought to you by DNC Mechanical HVAC experts in Tewksbury. They're hiring installers right now. Check them out at DC Mechanical HVAC. Dot com and joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is the one and only Jack Edwards. Jack, how are you, pal? I'm doing fine, thanks, Lou. How are you? I am good. I'm a little confused. Though. I was watching the telecast last night, watching that Bruins game. Tough loss for Joe Sacco and the Boston Bruins, huh? Like, <laughs> and they showed him as the new head coach of the Boston Bruins. I don't know what happened to Bruce, but yeah. it's a little weird. Yeah, you you would go there right away. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. You crushed him. I don't know what to say. A minimum of four people would have to look at that frame and say, yeah, go with that. And, you know, uh, everybody makes mistakes, but that was a colossal one, which I believe uh, cost TNT any believability among Bruins fans that uh, they know the team. All right, Jack, you talk about mistakes. Was it a mistake for the Bruins to rush back Tuca and not maybe keep him down in Providence as long as they could to give him four, five, six games? Well, um, he seemed ready physically, and they wanted to give him reps. And um, at that time, Providence was shut down not because of a COVID break on the Providence Bruins, uh, but a COVID break among their opponents in the AHL. So <clears throat> sitting him down in Providence um, would, in the estimation of uh, the coaching staff, not have been productive for Tuca. And clearly he is not sharp uh, because he's he's been victimized on uncharacteristically soft goals uh, in several of his starts, and um, everybody has faith that he's going to come around, but uh, this is kind of shocking to see that caliber of shot elude Tuka Rask. So, Jack, so um, in late November, through his agent, Jake, De- Jake DeBrus, uh asked for a trade. Now, I have not heard anything since then. I'm curious if you know, have they kind of just said, forget about it, we're good uh, after all? Is, have they made up, or is this still going to happen? I think that Don Sweeney is fielding offers, but obviously he hasn't gotten one that has satisfied him yet. Um, there was a great deal of buzz in the first couple of weeks, and it became evident that uh, the Bruins were not going to part with a guy who scored 27 goals earlier in his career uh, for like a third round draft choice and an unproven AHL player. Um, I, I admire Don Sweeney for his patience, but um, I, I don't know how this ends. Um, could it end? In, could things, it end? Could it have a happy ending where like everyone says, I was kidding. I take it back. <laughs> like, isn't that, could that be a possibility? I, I don't see it because um, ahead of Jake DeBrusque on the left wing are Brad Marchand, who is very easily, arguably, 
the best all-around left wing in hockey right now. And Taylor Hall, who's been really uh, lighting it up since New Year's Day when he got shifted uh, to Eric Halla as his center and David Pasternak, who's a marvelously complimentary player to Hall on his opposite wing. So I, I don't see DeBrusque moving up in the lineup uh, as long as those two guys stay healthy. Um, so uh, Jake sees himself as a top six forward. That's the way the Bruins drafted him in the first round in 2015. And um, he's he's not playing uh, like uh, a consistent top six forward for them. So I don't, I don't see, uh, you know, a happy ending, kissing and making up and, you know, live happily ever after. I, I think he's going to get dealt. Jack, just about to the, the midway point of the season, and I know the trade deadline is, is a little bit of a ways off, but do you, do you start to get a feel for whether this team could be a buyer or a seller as you approach that deadline? And if they were a buyer, what would you have in mind? What would you, if you were a consultant in that area, what would you have in mind? Um, uh, a true second-line center. Uh, Eric Halla has been really, really good, um, but I don't know if that's the right space for him. Um, I, I would like to see um, somebody who's more dynamic offensively. Um, you know, you, you look back at Stanley Cup champions and, and teams that have made the final and they have two threatening lines and four stout defensemen. Uh, and in addition to the second-line center, I would like to see a left-side defenseman who can intimidate, <laughs> you know. And, and because clearly any, any team that gets matched up against the Bruins is going to run Matt Grizzlick because it worked for St. Louis. Um, all teams that are successful in the Stanley Cup playoff run are able to forecheck and really punish their opponents. And uh, St. Louis built the model for success against the Bruins because Grizzlick's first two strides give him separation on just about anybody in the NHL, especially forwards who are coming toward him he reads them so well and he escapes the pressure and uh it was worth uh, a one game suspension from the stanley cup playoffs and in the stanley cup final mm-hmm. actually uh to knock grizzly out of the mix for four games and and i thought that was the pivotal moment of the stanley cup uh, final in 2019. Oh, we're talking to Jack Edwards and Jack. Anything can happen. I understand that, but it does look like the Eastern Conference might be set. So when it comes to this Bruins team, you know Don Sweeney's been you know been aggressive. You know he's gone out and got guys at the deadline. You can question high level or whatever, but still, I'm just curious with the guys like Bergeron, the guys like Marshall, the guys like Pasta. Like, is there more urgency with maybe even more so Bergeron for him to do something? Are they at that level? We think they're worth it to kind of really take some future assets and kind of go for it with this team. You know, uh, the future is always forgiven if you can win the cup. (laughs) 
you know, that, that, you know, every season that ends in a parade, no matter what happens over the next five or six years, the fans forgive you because everybody realizes how difficult it is to win the cup. And um, I, I think they've got to go for it. They've got to uh, go all in. And I, I know that they're uh, hesitant to part with a first round draft choice, but if it's the right fit and the right need, um, you'll see it happen. So real quick, I know we got to get going here in a second, though, but the Taylor Hall hit uh, last night on, on Nathan McKinnon, I feel like a lot of people have a problem with that, which is weird. Yeah, uh, it was a, a great hit, a legal hit, and McKinnon's stick nearly tore the nose off his face. And were it not for the uh, disgusting amount of blood that was gushing from McKinnon's face, and we all wanted to see him play the full game, but um, I I didn't see a penalty at all on that play. And uh, Gabriel Landeskog looked at the uh, video after the game after he uh, chased Hall around for quite a bit of uh, the 60 or 60-plus minutes and uh, said, you know, as much as it was. It was a really violent hit, but it was uh, just an accident of geometry that McKinnon's stick happened to be at that level. And Hall, coming through like a linebacker, trying to plant his uh, shoulder squarely in the middle of McKinnon's chest, hit the stick and nearly seriously tore the nose off McKinnon's face. Jack, with the uh, Bruins headed to uh, Arizona to take on the Coyotes, I wasn't familiar with this story that the Coyotes may move into temporarily a 5,000-seat arena at ASU. Uh, were you familiar with that story? And what do you think that atmosphere would be like? That uh, you know, All kinds of rumors are, are going around because Glendale has had it with the Coyotes. Um, they have, um, the Coyotes have failed to pay on time, uh, failed to live up to uh, their end of the lease. It's a gorgeous arena in the middle of nowhere, and um, they have trouble drawing fans. The Cardinals don't have trouble drawing fans because there are only eight games and then they hope a playoff game or two in that stadium and people make an entire weekend out of it. But hockey is different. 41 home dates and the population center is far away from that arena. So I, I have no sympathy for Arizona because the owner knew what he was getting into. And if he gets away with um, a 5,000-seat arena just to save face. That is not an NHL-worthy venue. All right, Jack. Well, listen, we appreciate the time. Uh, Another one there on Friday night out in Arizona, like we were saying. Um, Thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. All right. Stock up on shovels. Yeah, (laughs) you are not kidding. That's Jack Edwards. Appreciate it, buddy.